Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 399th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston. To go all around the world of sports for one hour, to discuss what happened this weekend, and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week, also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. well I hope everybody out there had a safe July 4th weekend, and we'll start with my highlight of the week, which was Bryson DeChambeau putting on an absolute power display in winning the Rocket mortgage golf tournament over the weekend up in Detroit, where he averaged 350 yards per drive for entire four days of the tournament, Thursday through Sunday, and as always, uh, got the end of the tournament yesterday, late afternoon and evening, and uh, it was fabulous to watch. He's uh, literally just putting on a show since they came back about a month ago. He His total over four tournaments or whatever is like 58 under par. So he was uh, tracking towards a victory, but he hadn't won yet uh, this year since the restart. And uh, yesterday he got it done and he uh, stormed back against Matthew Wolf, who had the lead by three strokes or so starting the day. Uh, by the ninth hole, it was uh, Bryson with a uh, three-stroke lead. But then Matt Wolf, to his credit, Matthew Wolf, came back and uh, drew within one shot. But the shot of the day was uh, DeChambeau draining a long putt at 16. And that pretty much put the tournament away. And uh, so it was good theater. And uh, we all know the story. He basically beefed up big time uh, during the quarantine, lockdown. uh, And now he's just absolutely crushing the ball. Every every drive is just something to see. Uh, you know, he's just putting it out there pretty much. Again, he averaged 350 for an entire tournament. Uh, pretty unheard of. So, uh, again, he just goes up and just crushes every drive. And it's just like every, it feels like no matter what, par five, whatever it is, that he just has a short chip shot uh, to the green. It just is, uh, and that on every hole, it's not a par three. He's looking at, you know, an eagle or a birdie putt. Uh, so it's really been uh, fascinating to watch over four weeks. But yesterday he put it all together. You know, he did withstand a charge from Matthew Wolf. Uh, so he made some big putts when he had to. And it was his sixth PGA victory. Pretty impressive. Hasn't been around all that long. No majors or anything like that. But we all know that he's uh, a bit of a mad scientist uh, since he burst on the scene a few years back. And he, uh, you know, but now he applied his mad scientist, uh, you know, brain power to his own body and basically rebuilt himself as he has, you know, rebuilt various portions of his golf game. So it's a unique approach. It's fun to watch. Uh, I've seen him up here in person 
at the annual uh, Dell Championship Classic on Labor Day week. Uh, Dell Championship, which is formerly known as the Deutsche Bank. Um, you know, among the group of media interviewing him after a round or two, uh, he seems very likable to me. Um, so I'm a fan. I, I think it's unique to watch what he does. I was glad to see him, you know, uh, pull out a victory yesterday uh, because I think he's uh, his whole repro- approach is just simply refreshing. So it will bear watching, especially how he does in the majors. Uh, big question, of course. Now he's won here this year. And, uh, you know, will that be a confidence builder as the majors for golf uh, become ever closer? I believe the first one is the PGA at Harding Park in San Francisco in August. So not that far to wait. And you got to imagine the way he's playing. Again, 58 under par since the restart over whatever, four tournaments or so. So it should be interesting. My low light of the week is the difficulty every league seems to be having trying to come back uh, with with the positive COVID tests uh, from the NBA and MLS in the Disney World bubble to baseball and hockey. Uh, you know, the Bucks and the Kings, Milwaukee Bucks, Sacramento Kings, both had to shut down their facilities over the weekend. Um, you know, I guess it's just uh, part of the new normal. Uh, you knew there was going to be positive tests. There are in seemingly every sport. Um, and again, all four NBA, MLS, uh, down in Disney and, of course, baseball everywhere and, and hockey. And, oh, by the way, speaking of hockey, uh, the NHL has announced further details. Specifically, they have chosen their two hub cities, Toronto and Edmonton. Eastern Conference will play in Toronto. Western Conference will play in Edmonton. They're going to go right into the playoffs. It's going to be late July. Uh, it'll probably go till October or thereabouts when the Stanley Cup Finals would be paid, played. So it's going to be interesting to watch. Of course, uh, Vegas was uh, the supposed favorite to be the American city, but given what's going on with surges around America, uh, they decided to have both in Canada, which is not uh, having surges at all, and is in fact uh, doing very well with the coronavirus, and uh, so Toronto and Edmonton it is. It'll be an all-Canada setting. My bizarre story of the week is how quickly, after years of resistance, the Washington Redskins suddenly appear ready ready to make a name change. Um, It's been a point of contention for so long, um, and it just felt like overnight... It just got, uh, everything just changed, and it has to do with everything that's going on in our country, and uh, and the fact, what seemed to be the final straw, since their announcement that they were going to be studying the name uh, over the weekend and whatnot, was FedEx, as in FedEx Field, uh, home of the Redskins out in Maryland. Uh, FedEx, as the company... A partner, obviously the uh, stadium sponsor, uh, expressed their interest in uh, having a name change. And next thing you know, uh, the Redskins are releasing uh, news that they're going to study the situation, which seems uh, uh, a step one towards uh, an imminent name change. And also the Cleveland Indians uh, look like they're looking at a name change as well. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to watch both of them, especially with the timetable and how quickly these get done. Obviously with the Redskins, as big question is, will it happen before this season? Will it happen the next few days? It kind of feels like it might. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, 
veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, good, John. So glad to be on your show. Thank you for having me. Well, our pleasure as always, and I hope you had a good July 4th weekend. Uh, we certainly did up here in Boston. A little strange without the, and the traditional Boston Pops concert uh, downtown, but uh, it's strange everywhere, so no surprise. Um, and how was it down there? Yeah, you had some fireworks going on, John, but some were canceled, so it was a mixed bag. Mixed bag. That's a good way of describing yes. it. Everything's uh-huh. been a mixed bag for a number of months, I'd say, and uh, including, you know, uh, the times be a-changing. And uh, I closed out the previous segment talking about the potential name change with the Washington Redskins. And, uh, you, you know, it's a hot topic, to put it mildly. And I'm sure you have some thoughts, and we'd love to hear them. Yeah, John, it's, that's been on my mind for quite a while um, because uh, actually I'm part Native American, so uh, I don't use that term. I just always refer to them as Washington. And But I know that years ago, Daniel Snyder, he actually visited the tribe here in Alabama, the Porch Band of Creek Indians. Okay. Uh, and he met, yeah, he met with them on, uh, he, it was a meeting kind of economic development, but uh, they they were not happy with the name, but he did come down here probably looking for support for the name, but he didn't get it. But it's amazing that in um, 2020, you have to fight, to, you still have to continue that fight to get respect for your, you know, ancestors, 
and the reason it, it seems to be happening now is because of money. Uh, FedEx and some other companies are are dissatisfied, dissatisfied with the name, and they're pushing for the change. So, although you're happy with the change, you're not you're sad because it was because of money and not because of just you're trying to respect a group of people, the Native Americans. Right. Well, it's been a point of contention, feels like forever. Uh, and yeah. you, you know, finally, you're right. I mean, it seems, as we all know, last week. I mean, uh, you may know that you know Nike uh, just pulled all the Washington uh, paraphernalia from its website. Period. Like uh, just gone. <laughs> it disappeared, as it were. And uh, and then next thing you know, it's like FedEx is questioning the name uh, as in FedEx Field, the home of the Redskins and the uh, founder, Fred Smith is of FedEx is uh, I guess of like a 40% shareholder which I did not know and boy, it just seems like again, literally minutes later uh, the Redskins issued a news release uh, saying they were going to be studying the situation so the Redskins and Daniel Snyder in particular have always, it's just always been a flat no. It's been, you know, just a flat no. Things like, we'll never change the name, uh, and that's it. So the minute you saw the news release, uh, the announcement, whatever it was, uh, that they were going to be studying it, that's all you needed to know, that the name change is now imminent. And now it's being discussed openly. Wayne Haskins, I think, sent out some tweets about a name change, and uh, Ron Rivera, right. the coach, has said, you know, within the past couple of days, like, you know, he already has a couple in mind. So it's beyond, it's absolutely imminent. It could come now, in my mind, at any minute. So, um, yeah, it's, and, you know, I should say here, AP, that, you know, you cannot, it's been a while. The Redskins have not had a good team in a long time. It feels like uh, like a really good team. But boy, you cannot overstate what a brand they were back in the day under Joe Gibbs winning three Super Bowls, that type of thing, Joe Theismann, all of it. They were one of American sports' top brands for a long, long time. Uh, so th- this is in no way irrelevant <laughs> by any means. Right. Right, yeah. They were an East Coast team, and uh, you get a lot more media if you're on the East Coast. Uh, yep. So that was to their advantage. And um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I think that if they can make this change, and uh, it's a long time coming, it's, it, it, you shouldn't have to fight to get this respect for a group of people. Uh, you know, and like I said, it's I'm sad that the reason it's changing is because of money. Yep. Well, it's often the case, and it appears like it's a, a the factor, uh, the main factor in this case. So it's going to be interesting to watch. And it's but oh, by the way, they're not the only one. The Cleveland Indians are apparently uh, given their name now a hard look. Uh, so uh, there could be change coming there. Uh, as well and I guess right now with with the uh, I mean the big question is how quickly can or will it happen feels like it could happen like will it happen before the season begins that's it you know that is the big question as we sit here on July 5th 6th excuse me (laughs) Um, long weekend and uh, so yeah it's going to be interesting to watch Uh, basically I feel like Without knowing the legalities uh, involved in, you know, it's a big deal changing a name of any organization, let alone an NFL team, I would think. Paperwork, lawyers, all that stuff. But that said, you know, I I just don't know. If it can be done, will it be done uh, this year? Uh, And I just saw an ESPN flash, Terry Francona is coming up to talk about the Indians potential name change so it's very timely to say the least yeah i think there's a confluence of um, circumstances that 
of course, the, the reason for the change. And I think I think you should try to make a distinction between, for instance, let's say the Florida State Seminoles. I mean, that's something sanctioned by the tribe itself. It is. Okay. You know, they, I did you, not you know, know they, that off yeah, the top they, of my head. Yeah, so that's something that they met with the tribe and they wanted to make sure that it was all uh, uh, presented in a favorable way. And, you know, I think that's they had the dialogue. So they, they've got the, the approval from the tribe. So that's different than having a name. It's a, it's a pejorative term. And for years, you, you know, you've been trying to change it. When I say you, I mean the Native Americans, uh, different groups. And, um, the owner has resisted, you know, vehemently. And uh, I always thought, found it strange that when he was on TV with a particular spokesperson for the Native American tribes, uh, a woman, uh, I can't remember her name at the time, but she would always say, if the name is is um, proper, well, then why don't you call me that on national TV? And he would never utter that word. And that's the hmm. name of his team. Interesting. So I found that I said you can't if you can't utter the name to the person face to face, and that's the name of your team. Something's not right. Right. Interesting. Well, it's going to be yeah. uh, you know fascinating to watch, and it will just uh, you know ha- have just a gigantic ripple effect. Uh, you know, and by that I mean down to colleges and high, even high schools. Uh, no doubt about it. <laughs> I mean. Uh, oh, oh yes, yeah. You know, you know, Stanford used to be the Indians, John Stanford. Correct. Stanford. They became exactly the Cardinals, right? right. Uh, some other teams. I mean, Michigan, Eastern Michigan used to be uh, have a, have an Indian related name as well. They changed, I think, to the Eagles. So it, it's happened at the collegiate level through the years. Um, it's happened in high schools. Uh, you know, professional teams, John. I mean, let's face it. New Orleans basketball team. They used to be a lot of different names right now they're the pelicans okay when they came over from from north carolina i mean so name change has has it's happened in professional sports and it won't be the first and probably not the last but uh this particular one should have been happened a long time ago a very long time ago yes well it is uh you know again a gigantic topic they literally just flashed something about across the bottom of the screen here on espn that Three minority owners of the Redskins, uh, Washington, are looking to sell. Um, so there's just a lot going on all of a sudden. Uh, and it's just a, a report um, that just, again, floated across the crawl at the bottom of the screen on ESPN. Um, and oh, by the way, AP, you and I being journalists, uh, something that has gone on with some reporters and or media outlets for a few years now is that they haven't even used the term Redskins. They've used whenever referring to their team, i.e. covered the, right. you know, they call them Washington, period. So right. that word has Washington, not appeared right. in print in certain media outlets or in the stories of certain media reporters, some clearly based yes. in Washington, for a long, right. long time, a uh, number of years, actually, so. Uh, again, I think what makes this so significant, other than the fact it's, you know, it's an NFL team, uh, the, which is enough right there, is just simply the length of time this has been a hot topic. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot of years, decades. So, yeah, uh, it, yeah, that, the time has come. They should have forced. It. Yeah, they should have forced this issue a long time ago, John. I mean, you're you're in a corporate America, and you're supposed to be hiring people, and uh, you have this name that's listed in the dictionary as pejorative, and and you don't see the, any reason to change or force change. And you're a league where you have uh, about seventy percent of the league is African American and minority. So what does that say if you're a league that just disregards another minority? Right. Right. Nope. Again, clearly the time has come. It is absolutely uh, being addressed, and I would say a lock imminent to be changed uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, Anything is possible now. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see an announcement at any moment. I really wouldn't be. Yeah, John, and what happened is it's so ingrained in the the psyche of uh, the American football fan uh, when you Correct. make a change it's, it's drastic in their mind 
but it's it's it festered for too long it, and that's that's a sad situation but that's where we are right now at this point in time so uh, it's a dramatic thing for people to change the name of their team but no uh, uh you know i think at this in this day and age you have to understand that it's it's decades and it should have taken place decades ago and because your team was slow or you know the nfl was slow that uh it doesn't change the fact that it should have been done and it is going to be done oh it's going to be done <laughs> no doubt about it in my mind yeah oh yeah um, oh yeah all right well ap uh we still have a lot of other things to get to but that clearly has been you know Maybe the hottest topic of the past few days, which is saying a lot, given all the uh, unusual things occurring in this uh, uh, unprecedented time in all of our lives. So why don't we take a break and still have a lot more to get to on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And AP, we spent the uh, previous segment discussing the potential Washington Redskins name change. And we also touched on the possibility of the Cleveland Indians. And during the break in the past two minutes, the, uh, Terry Francona, they just showed on ESPN and he was... Uh, Said he favors a name change, and it's, quote, time to move forward. So uh, the Indians is clearly happening as well, and they also is a, a new uh, headline, not a crawl, that I just mentioned minutes ago, that uh, 
apparently three minority shareholders in the Washington Redskins are looking to sell their stakes. Not something you see every day with <laughs> with any owners, minority or otherwise, in the NFL, right, AP? So uh, a lot going on. It's a very, very, very timely topic. Yeah, you rarely see that, John. Most people are trying to pay their way into that league, and they're doing everything that they can. It's a closed group, actually, but to say that there's three minority members of the Washington franchise trying to make an exit, uh, I don't think that speaks very well of the owner. Yes, I mean, that's, that's you know, eye-catching news, period. And AP, it's not often that during our two-minute break between segments that we have, like, literally two updates, <laughs> you know, breaking news, <laughs> so to speak. So, uh, uh, so that's why we got to take it and run with it, with it, run with it when it does occur. You know, AP, there was other interesting news last week as we moved to our sweet spot of college football. Um, you know, with potential breaking news this Wednesday. Yeah, John, we, we're going to find out about the Ivy League, okay? They're ready to make their decision if they'll play fall sports. And that's an eight-member league, um, the Ivy League. And so I think a lot of the conferences, uh, you know, it's not the same level of football, but they're going to be watching intently, um, you know, what's going to be the decision of the Ivy League uh, as they make their make their um their declaration about playing fall sports. So uh, that's that's something to watch for on Wednesday, July the 8th. The Ivy League is is the forefront of football. I mean, that's where it started Princeton yep. and Rutgers, right? And so they found one of the Ivy League teams anyway, 1869. <laughs> so, yep. Yes, college football, one of those teams, Princeton for sure, and Rutgers was the other team, of course. But uh, so they're going to make their decision known and I think it's ill. I, I don't know. I don't know what the influence will be. I really don't. Um, but it's just interesting that the Ivy League is taking the forefront of announcing if fall sports will be played in that league. Yeah, well, AP, it's notable on a few uh, a few fronts, really. Um, Number one, as we just said, they basically invented college football, Princeton Rutgers in 1869, as you mentioned. But number one, they don't have a financial incentive here per se, like the other, like most other schools in that they don't offer scholarships, right. period. Can't no. overstate that. No. So they're making what we would have to consider to be a non-financial driven uh, decision. Granted, they get tickets, sell tickets for games and stuff, but nothing on the scale of, you know, the biggest the power five programs no. in America, power five. Exactly. Right. Um, number two, they're smart. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Nothing more need be said. Mm-hmm. And number three, let's not forget. And the first, when I first heard about this story, uh, ESPN mentioned this and it was so true. The Ivy league was kind of ahead of the game on the, on the pandemic here. In other words, and I remember this like it was yesterday. I'm sure you do too, AP. They were pretty much, you know, the first entity to cancel, like a couple weeks ahead of everybody else, I think, where they just basically said, yeah, I, I think, think so they, yeah, 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 forget the particulars. Maybe it was like, uh, I think they, I know what it was. They canceled their postseason basketball tournament and maybe some other yes. things as well. But that was prominent news, which instantly, right. you know, and then I think it was like, oh, yeah, it's coming back to me now. And they, they were like, whoever won the regular season, where the way it stood that day or whatever, was going to go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it was kind of big news right. up here. Yeah, I happened to be in the shadow of Harvard. <laughs> um, so big news <laughs> up in Ivy League uh, area, like where I'm at in Boston. And, uh, yeah, so it's all coming back to me. So at the time, AP... If I remember, it's tough to keep it all straight. You, you know, a lot's gone on, but, you you know, I, I think they were really ahead of the game and really, like, you know, frankly got the conversation started in a manner of speaking. Um, so here we are with this announcement. You know, in AP, it goes beyond, you know, as you said, they're talking about canceling fall sports, which is a massive, massive 
deal for a conference, any conference. But it, it, also what I've seen as part of this AP is, is, you know, that they're considering football in the spring, April and May, uh, where they would play only conference games uh, with a with a champion done crowned by the end of May. And so that's intriguing as well. We're, we're talking about changing the American sports calendar here, if others would follow. But the here, just to finish up, AP, and sorry to be dominating here, when the Ivy League does something, people take notice, and there, will, there very well may be some who follow. Yeah, absolutely. They have a, uh, an idea of what they... Uh, how they want to proceed, and uh, they don't worry about any other conference because uh, you know right. they have these big endowments. They're not looking for the money. I mean, they have a TV contract and oh, yeah. radio and other things like all all the all the other schools, but it's not as lucrative, of course. But they're not worried about that sum of money. It it doesn't preclude them from uh, surviving or existing. So they're going to make their decision or should like independently of, of all these other schools, really, all these other big conferences. But they must have their reasoning uh, behind it to proceed or to just cancel. So that'll be interesting, uh, the dialogue that, uh, you know, uh, you know, comes from that um, announcement, and, and you want to hear the reasons that they uh, present as far as why they're going to proceed and go forward with the fall schedule or they're going to cancel. Yes, it will be fascinating, uh, you know, their reasoning, so to speak, as you just said. And, you know, I mean, we're all used to and love football in the fall. In the same light, you know, football in April and May is intriguing. <laughs> hey, how many, maybe they could be the first league to ever uh, make it work in the spring, right? Because <laughs> every other NFL competitor right. has certainly failed through the years, as we just saw uh, this spring yet again, uh, granted extraneous reasons such as the pandemic. But um, what can I say? It's intriguing. Like the whole sports calendar is changing. And something like this is, it's, it's like everything's on the table and it doesn't feel unusual anymore. Right, AP? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, John, think about this. What if they are the only league that plays in the spring? I, I bet they'll have a big surge in attendance. Totally, totally. And, AP, you know, I'm, so. I'm, I'm a half an hour from Harvard Stadium. I have been to a couple of Harvard-Yale games. Uh, you know, there's nothing quite like it. It's the old Bula Bula type stuff from, you know, 1900. <laughs> right. And you, you, there's right. a purity to it period. There just is. Um, uh, it's a great event. There's a reason it's called The Game. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. You're right. If they ever had the stage to themselves in the months of April and May, that would be interesting. And AP, you know, it leads to a larger discussion where like, I've been thinking about this lately as the leagues are trying to restart how September could be the greatest sports month in the history of the world, <laughs> period, not to be overdramatic. <laughs> but think about it. Right. We could have NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, mm -hmm. uh, right. MLB coming down the home stretch towards their playoffs, NFL, yeah. college football starting. And oh, by the way, the Indy 500, the Kentucky Derby, Major golf tournaments, as in majors, as in the U.S. Open at Wingfoot. And I'm sure I'm missing some, but can you imagine that, AP? It could just be the greatest, like, just nonstop. I mean, you could be, like, every single night, if not parts of the day, just going, like, well, do I watch the NBA playoff game or the NHL playoff game or maybe, you know, <laughs> Monday Night Football or maybe, you know, the opening weekend of college Football on Saturday night of Labor Day weekend. You know what I'm saying? It's it's dizzy. Yeah, or do I watch the be, U.S. Open? Yeah, yeah. You better have your clicker ready because <laughs> you're going to be set. changing stations and trying to keep up with everything. Yeah, I think I have a limit of six shows that I can DVR at any given time, 
and I got the feeling I could be <laughs> testing them on a nightly basis. <laughs> like six may not be adequate to right. my point. <laughs> no. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, you could be you testing your system. Yes. <laughs> no doubt, pushing it to the limit. Uh, well, AP, uh, it's really fun to think about. It really is, uh, but it won't be easy. It's just you know, it will not no. be easy. Uh, but you know, and there's something I want to touch about touch on concerning that but we'll wait to the other side of this final break follow us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn join chris epting every week for the moment Chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet, including authors, artists, and athletes. And that's just the A-list. These celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn, changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be. Listen for The Moment with Chris Epting, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. On Read My Lips Radio, producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with smart, savvy, creative people as she discovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, when creativity first became their passion, and how their creative process can inspire the rest of us to think out of the box. Enjoy, a.k.a. Radio Red's always lively, cool conversations with creatives. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Oh, how those lips can talk. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, and what I had referenced at the end of the previous segment was my pick of the week for appointment viewing is Major League Soccer this Wednesday night at 8 p.m. from Disney's Wide World of Sports, which will be Miami versus Orlando. Disney World, obviously, in Orlando. So the MLS is going to kick off their restart. Uh, AP, we've been seeing, you know, this is big news. They're already down at uh, Walt Disney World. They're staying at the Swan and the Dolphin. <laughs> For anybody who's been there, and I'm guessing most of you have, um, right there at the boardwalk. Uh, AP, it's, I think, fascinating. Um, they've had some issues with some testing. But what? Not issues, positive tests. I think eight or so of the Dallas team tested positive, one before they left Dallas, eight when they got to Disney. It's now just a way of life with these sports teams, AP, but I got the feeling, you know, you know, this is going to be really, really closely watched um, by the other leagues. I think it's a big deal. Uh, they're going to have like three games a day, I believe. Starting Wednesday, as in two days, it's most, most importantly, AP, it's live sports. Another live sport that we can start watching beyond golf. 
Um, so I'm just fascinated. Plus, I know Disney so well. Wide world of sports itself. On and on and on. Uh, you, you know, I know the exact hotels they're staying in. Uh, it's the back door into Epcot. And I guess there's now a, a block at the bridge into Epcot that says, you know, nobody permitted beyond this point, including MLS people. <laughs> so... AP uh, and, and you know how it goes for them will also perhaps affect how it might go for the NBA, who's also arriving in Disney this week. Yeah, people are going to watch this experiment and see what, what you know comes from the good and the bad, and and try to adapt and uh, and see how they can improve their the opening of their sports teams. And so you know why you know it's, it's a good learning experience for everybody. It is an AP. You know, I've, I've been wondering uh, as well. Just simply, um, this situation, given that MLS, which, as we all know, I mean, we've all grown up with the question. It's gone on for a couple generations now. Is why you know, soccer is by far the world's favorite sport. We've all all Americans have wondered, and they've wondered worldwide, why can't America, you know, take off. Why can't soccer take off in America? It just never has really, right. truly broken through. And in AP, I've been finding myself thinking, especially in the last four or five days, ESPN covering it, of course. They have a reporter right there. Um, let's face it. They're, they're, they're going to have the stage to themselves here for a bit, maybe just a couple weeks. Who knows? Maybe with the NBA just getting restarted, maybe just a couple of days. But, you know... Bottom line, is this going to be the moment in time where maybe Major League Soccer finally takes hold uh, during this, again, um, strange, unprecedented era in our history? I don't know, John. I, I kind of doubt it uh, because I think that there's been this uh, influx of soccer since around in America since right. around the early 70s, the early 70s, I think. Pele. When it first kind of came, came, yeah, yeah, right. When the Pele came to the town and they were yep. trying to promote soccer, Kyle, Kyle Rowe Jr. You know, for the dad was a football player, but Kyle Rowe played Correct. the Kyle Rowe Jr. played the soccer, and he was someone you could identify with as an American, and and right. uh, it's it just it just had a plateau. It just, I mean, it just has not de- developed in this country because there's too many other sports that people pursue. Yeah, it's always been an interesting question, you know. Uh, never been to a game, but I was in Barcelona uh, and actually took the tour of Camp Nou where Barcelona and Messi plays. And, you know, to say that the grip it has over in Europe and worldwide is just incredible. I was, you know, went to the World Cup. Everyone was right down the street over there in Foxborough in 1994 uh, you know, also took the tour, visited Chelsea Stadium in the London suburb. Uh, and, you know, then these are big names. When, I, when I'm talking Chelsea and <laughs> Barcelona, we're talking two of the biggest names in the entire sport. And it's, they're both stadium tours were among the coolest things I've ever done in my life. And I didn't see an event. There, there was no games being played, but... You know, it, it it has always stuck with me. But anyway, back to the point. It, you always think, I mean, kids grow up in America playing soccer, but it never sticks uh, to any large degree. No. So it's a bit vexing. Um, but who knows? Certainly, uh, again, at minimum, I guess all you can say is uh, soccer is going to have the live sports stage kind of to itself for a week or two starting in 48 hours or thereabouts. So uh, should be intriguing. Uh, again, it's just, it's got my attention uh, as to just wondering uh, if this will help grow the sport of soccer in the United States, professional soccer. So we shall see a right. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, so. I mean, they'll probably gain some viewership, but I, I don't oh, yeah. think it uh, moves moves too much from the the numbers right now. Correct, correct. Uh, big hill to climb, 
no doubt about it. Um, but, you, you know, I, I'll say this, AP, I think they're in the right place. You know, they're in Disney, Wide World of Sports, terrific location. I've been there many times. I've been down for the Pro Bowls uh, a couple times in recent years. It's a spectacular facility. I've been going there many years for many reasons. And, uh, and then you have the, you know, the NBA is showing up like today, tomorrow, and whatnot for their bubble. So, uh, you, you know, uh, the MLS is right there at what will be kind of the center of attention for the month of July, uh, along with baseball. So I think they're in the right place um, and go from there. And lastly, real quickly, as a Patriot season ticket holder, I got a really nice email this morning uh, that – Good way to start off the the day after July 4th, AP, which is simply that the Patriots are offering free parking for all the games this year, which I just thought was <laughs> a, a great way to start the day. Uh, that um, is, John. How, how much is that? How much is that parking, John? Usually, hundred dollars. Uh, certainly, fifty and you know, fifty dollars or so. Um, yeah. So yeah, there you have it. I you know I renewed my season tickets last Tuesday. Last Monday, as in hours after Cam Newton, <laughs> news broke. <laughs> I made the decision pretty easy. <laughs> and uh, right. and then they, you know, come out today with the email, which is great. So on that note, very positive note, uh, time to close the show. But AP, I want to thank you so much for joining us as always. My pleasure, John. Thank you so much for having me on this show. And thank you again. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. <laughs>